0: Hello creators and welcome to the Create and Relate podcast where we talk about creating content and growing your influence. Today we're talking about a subject that may look simple to some but terrifying to others. We all need it. We all use it. Everyone can improve and it can make or break your stream. It's about what to say in your streams and how to interact with chat. And we have StubGKG. Some people call him Steve. Some people call him Stub. A lot of people call him Stubbs. Why they want to make you plural, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea, but that S just finds its way in there. And every time I see the barbecue sauce brand Stubbs with that <laughs> old, one with that old guy, I know. <laughs> with that old guy on the front, I'm like, that's my boy. No, anyway. Uh, no,
1: but I don't quite fit that picture either. <laughs> no.
0: Stubb yeah. is a uh, longtime friend and content creator. He's been... Uh, around the group for quite a little while. He's been a long-time member of the Z-Squad and ended up starting content creation a little bit while back uh, on YouTube. Stub, I don't remember us meeting.
1: So, you want to know the story? Yes. I actually tell us periodically. Um, so, <laughs> how, how I actually met Z was kind of a weird roundabout way. So, I got back into gaming playing ARK. Because a friend of mine from another forum that was completely ungame related told me about this new game coming out that was going to change all gaming. So looked into it and it was Ark, right? So I saw the trailer for Ark before Arc came out with the 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 guy running through the woods, actually at the uh, Oasis, right? Where he's running through the, the little valley and runs into the base and the Rex blasting behind him. Oh
0: yeah, we scratches. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So so I saw that trailer. I was like, this is amazing. That's a game. Mm-hmm. So that actually got me back into gaming. Right. So. In that process, obviously, I started playing Arc, learning how to play Arc. I started watching videos. So I run into the Pooping Evolve, you know, the the early, like the very, very first. Actually, maybe even been pre Pooping Evolved. but it was you guys. I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been Press Z. I, I don't remember. It was a few years ago. So I got into playing Arc, watching you guys, um, and then just kind of started doing my own thing off on the side. Right? Didn't really watch Pooping involved as much as time went on. Started, you know, just doing my own thing on the side with my own server and, and whatnot. But then I remember when you went through the change, you decided you were going to stop playing Arc and start concentrating on other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously a huge change for your channel, right? And yeah. I knew that you knew that it was going to be a very costly decision and it couldn't be an easy one to make. And, you know, you're getting a lot of some negative responses from people online, all that. So I was like, that was actually the first time I ever – gave somebody money on a Patreon account. So I had to generate a Patreon account because i actually, I thought it was a really courageous and good thing on your part. So I wanted to support you for it, knowing that you're going to lose a whole bunch of uh, people in the process. So that's actually where I joined your Patreon. And then Discord, your Discord, actually your Discord was the second Discord I was ever in, right? And that's actually how we started talking to each other. Uh, because you right. left because you left Arc and I wanted to support you for making that decision because I knew it was going to be really difficult, like, and it wasn't an easy one to make. So that's actually where I came from and came into your Discord and started talking to you. And then from there obviously we just have a lot in common
0: and got along well. Right. That was a super scary time for me, man. I was um I was very frustrated. I was at the end of my rope. And honestly, if my if my this eternal feeling to always be transparent with my viewers wouldn't have been weighing heavily on me. One of the worst things you could do as a content creator is tell your audience what you're doing. <laughs> like, yep. it's or not especially a change. right. It see, this is this is the our as a creator, we we we're introspective, and um, it doesn't allow us to view our own situations like a viewer does. And what ends up happening is we kind of share a lot of stuff about the mechanics and the behind the scenes things, which not even the interesting parts of Stuff the decision-making processes and the frustrations. And even though some of that, sharing some of that is healthy, I think giving people impressions about what you're going to do, whether you've followed through with them or not followed through with them, it, it kind of just confuses viewers. And when you think about it from an entertainment standpoint, people are just showing up to watch you, right? So sharing all this stuff isn't even, it's not, not only is it not the content that they signed up for, but it's also something completely different and You know, it's like, it's like when your waiter starts talking to you too much about what's going on in the kitchen, you know, like, Hey, we're trying to have dinner here, you know? So that's where it comes down at. But, um, it's just like anything else that you kind of go through that weighs heavily on. You can't help but talk to your friends and you know, you see these people all the time. You just want to talk to them and and tell them about it. So that's kind of what I did. And, uh, it was hard, but I really appreciate your support back then, man. Um, I'm still, still not playing art. (laughs) <laughs> I did go back, <laughs> but just not, not in a primary type feed. And I did, I did, like you said, take a huge hit. Um, but um, it's, a, I, I, I developed a lot during that, you know, right. and but uh,
1: I, I bet you would do it again today. Like if you're in would. the same position again, knowing how it. it would come out in the end, I would do it differently though. I would do oh, it differently. Sure.
0: Stubb has been a while around for a good little while. And naturally anybody that you develop a relationship with when you are creating content becomes like the people that you talk shop with it's almost like your coworkers in a certain matter so you show up to work you have a group of people that you work with normally and it's usually like hello bob hello susan you know hello bill how's the coffee this morning you know what we got on the work docket you know uh who called in you know you, you just got those things and and that's kind of what it's like talking about the your channel you know you're like man This video did pretty good. How'd your video do? You know, how'd your stream go last night? Naturally, you hear about all the, the mechanics too. Like, did anybody notice how low CPM was in January? You know, and ad revenue and all this stuff. Or man, this game's too saturated. I didn't get no viewers yesterday. So you get a lot of that stuff going on. But really, aside from that, a lot of it is just sharing good practices and stuff like that too. So Whether it's a new game that came out that you know an email contact for or a certain thing that you want to try or some game that's good to stream or whatever, you recommend that to each other. And you end up kind of developing this little system to where you share things. And one of the things that hardly anybody talks about is actually the stuff that goes into this content creation, making conversation whether it be through videos and stream and today we're going to focus on streaming but a lot of that in my realm of experience is going to come from video creation and in Stubb's field he's kind of just playing it by ear and developing as he goes without that that real long YouTube background so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see your spin on it Stub, and and how you tackle things and we can talk about the conversations that we had surrounding it so one of the things that benefited me going into commentary in general was I used to wait tables a long time ago. And one of my first bosses, he was an Iranian guy. And he spoke very proper English. And he heard me in my Cajun accent like, Hey, y'all, welcome to the restaurant. How y'all doing today? And he came up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder. Actually, kind of smacked my shoulder when I was in the kitchen. And he said, Hey, if you ever want to be respected in life, you have to talk like you're educated, crushed me. I felt like a dummy, I felt like a complete idiot, and even though that was a really harsh way of putting it, I started really focusing on how to better articulate it kind of almost killed my culture. It kind of almost just took the Cajun thing out of my voice. but right. it was a great point, horribly delivered. that's correct, that's correct, but sometimes you need that that just that kick in the pants to really mm-hmm. change something and to really make you notice it. But I've always, ever since then, just learning how to be more articulate, paying attention to how I spoke, and how to deliver and communicate messages more effectively, um, I started learning a lot. And when I started getting into uh, sales and marketing a little bit later in life, I really started to learn techniques about how to get people to like you and trust you and to build rapport and, and things of that nature. And I think a lot of that's affected me in the way that, I approach conversations and relationships in, in, in life, and that's probably one of the things that has helped me uh, be as successful as I am. Now, all of this stuff is nice, but when it translates to actually talking to a screen in your room, it's a little bit different, right? So when I started YouTube, I sounded rough, man. Not only was my audio equipment inadequate, but I was very low emphasis I talked like I sounded like I was far away from the microphone, I didn't have any enthusiasm, and my enthusiasm wasn't really pronounced at all when I did, even when I did get excited, I'd be like, oh, that came out cool, you know, so, while some people did like that, naturally, you don't have to be the yelly, screamy type of YouTuber, or streamer, or content creator that you see in exaggerated cases, and some very successful Cases like Jacksepticeye and Markiplier, for instance. Um, but I think you do have to be able to project your personality. And uh, most of that is going to come through speech, especially if you aren't using face cam, like people like XB. So when you approach commentary in general, Stub, what are some of the frustrations that you face in general? Like you show up to chat, chat's empty. You're just starting your stream. You don't really have anybody to respond to. If you do, it's just like, hey, I'm just popping in. Now I'm going into alert mode. What are some of the frustrations that you see and that most viewers you think going into streaming would
1: see? First off, I'm not there now, but initially, dead air, right? So step one, I think, out of the gate is to try to keep your dead air at an absolute minimum, right? But there's a fine line here too, like you want to keep talking, but you want to just keep talking about nothing. So you got to try finding something relatively interesting and or relevant. And keep talking at the same time. So initially, I had a hard time keeping the conversation just going. So you have to learn how to talk to yourself, which YouTube, even though I didn't have a great YouTube channel, I went at it, I did it for a couple years, editing videos, I learned how to just talk, right. So that actually gets that kind of broke that ice of being able to just sit in front of a microphone, get comfortable with the microphone and just talk and make sure you're always talking. And with YouTube, you don't expect to have any interaction. So, you know, you, you're the one out there projecting yourself. You have to do all the conversation. So you have to mix in the gameplay commentary with some, something personal, some personal background stories, personal experiences, whatever, something right now streaming. I, what I'm running into now, cause I'm obviously I'm still trying to grow and figure out where I'm at right now. I'm my primary focus is trying to take cues from games for the conversation. See, I'm great when I'm in a conversation with people of grabbing cues from people and getting funny stories, anecdotes, just random one-liners off of conversations with people. The trick is finding that in the gameplay, mm-hmm. right? And using that as your cue to drive the conversation. The one thing you don't want to do, and something I've learned relatively recently, I guess, is you don't want to be just staring at chat waiting for somebody to say something. Because even, even in a stream that's got two, three, four hundred people on it, sometimes they just go dead and people aren't talking. Yeah. So if you're sitting there staring at the at the chat waiting for something to happen, you're gonna look like a deer in the headlights, kinda, right? Even if you're not. It just kinda gives that
0: and Chad can and sense that, right? that too. Chad can sense that, right? right? It's just like when right. conversations get awkwardly quiet or that awkward silence that you feel in an elevator when you get in with a bunch of people. Um, even right. though those are situations that you become accustomed to, it's like the deer in the headlight. It, it all of a sudden, what, what I what I tend to explain it as is you are hyper aware of what you're doing. It's right. not just kind of going through the motions and, and doing your job. It's kind of like an army soldier, right? He's trained, okay? When all of a sudden you become aware that you're in the line of fire and you're mortal and you're not relying on your training, fear starts to take effect. And it starts to cloud your judgment and change the way that things work. And that's not nearly as drastic, of course, but stage fright is like that. When you actually realize you're being judged by every set of eyes that's looking on you. And the uncertainty that comes along with that, it starts steering you away from actually what you're doing, and it could become, it could, it could get pretty crazy. When, when stuff like that happens, I would automatically say that you should just take a little break, check yourself, go in the bathroom, look in the mirror, say, "Hey, boy, well, wake up," you know. I'm, I'm doing fine. It's good, you know. And people, people get anxiety because of this stuff.
1: It, well, one of the things is that even if you handle it great and just go through it, it still comes off as being unnatural or. Uh, it just doesn't feel right you know what i mean right. so you're putting a kind of a weird vibe out so one of the things i started doing quite a while back actually because i'd streamed to to no active chat for quite a while is i actually found a website to generate random topics and i keep it down there next to my chat so if mm-hmm. i need someone to talk about i'll hit a random topic generator something will pop up and uh, and i'll go with whatever it is i just think of something i can i can add from you know based on what it is i opened it just because i knew we were doing this today i actually opened it up and the first two that came up are stretching and World War One, <laughs> things that you would never just think to like right. to start talking about. But you know, you just grab one and go with it. If that doesn't work, you generate two more, you know, and work with it.
0: Well, World War yeah. One is a pretty divisive topic, most likely, uh, and something that probably has a little bit of emotion tied to it.
1: But but even that, you could just take that cue and think of go off to different game types. So, so you start yeah. thinking about maybe talk about like battle games. Uh, Battlefield game or something, you know right. what I mean? And just kind of go off on that tangent, you know. What I mean, you don't have to talk about the specific topic, but just use that to kind of sure to kind of roll you in of, a direction, kind of give, give you, you
0: a uh, yeah, give you a what do they call that? Like uh, mental cues to just uh, stimulate yeah, things, to ideas. Breaks the block, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stretching is a great one though. I've actually never thought of oh, that, yeah. and that's wonderful because that's so that's the kind of stuff that I like to go off about. Like a lot of people um, that talk about developing your personality online talks a lot about being polarizing, right? Is to have something that draws interest to people, you know? And I'm polarizing without anything that's offensive. So, naturally, we all have our own belief systems, our own religious beliefs, our own political beliefs, our own ideologies, and our own philosophical uh, thoughts about things that can be relatively controversial at times uh, with certain groups of people. But if you want to avoid all that, which... Some people do some people don't. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for me personally, it's easier if I avoid that. I talk about things that can be very polarizing but non-intrusive like pineapple on pizza, you know? And you'll get you'll get a lot of passion behind people that are talking about this stuff, you know? We we have a constant an age-old debate about floppy bacon or crispy bacon on the channel. And people absolutely like you bring lurkers out. I can't believe you don't oh, yeah. like crispy bacon, you know, you'll get it. And it's, um, it's, it's actually just so easy. It's, it's, it's amazing. But one, one of the things that we were talking about is stream of consciousness and talking about what you're doing in the game. And I think narrating your gameplay and um, anything that you are trying to do in game is a good idea to do as long as you don't Overfocus on it. So if you have absolutely no chat participation, a good way of using this to gain chat participation is hey, this is what I'm going through in the game right now. This is what I'm doing. I'm hitting a rock so I can get some stone, so I can craft a crafting bench, so I can make some new tools, so I can go and get an axe, so I can get wood, so I can craft this other crafting bench and start. Putting a house together or building a base. That would be like art commentary, a Minecraft commentary, right? So you talk about that. Then you say something like, What do you what kind of wood do you guys think I should gather? And it might spark conversation. If it does it, you can move right on. You can start talking about why you made why you're thinking about the decision or what the decision includes. Well, I know there's a birch biome right over there so i can go grab some light wood and i can probably complement with that with some darker wood i know i don't know where a dark dark oak forest is but maybe we can go and looking for that and you can even talk about prepping for the journey to go look for that dark wood so you can really really just kind of branch out into those con those um those ideas until you get some audience feedback and if not and you, if, you, if you get zero audience interaction, you're still practicing, right? If, even if you're doing it to a dead chat, if somebody watches your VOD or somebody shows up for a split second before you get to greet them, if they're a lurker, if they're just trying to see what is this guy doing, and he sees you talking constantly, it'll be an opportunity for them to either say hi, to give their opinion, to backseat, or at the very least to be entertained. you know. And I think that's truly important because I don't know about you, but a lot of streams I've visited – Have people that, as actually, just like you said earlier, dead air, nothing, or only talking back
1: and forth to their friend that they're uh, collabing with. I can't tell you how often I go to raid somebody when I'm done. And I'll go into somebody's stream and I'll wait for, I don't know, 20 seconds. They don't say anything. I'd off the next one. So you just lost that opportunity of somebody just randomly jumping in and raiding you because I can't judge what kind of stream you're running if you're not saying anything. Right. So that costs a lot of people. I might not have the hugest raids. Sometimes I do. So. You know, and it's always, almost always, random people playing the same game. I wind up uh, rating because when I finish, everybody else I know is done already. Right. So, so I'm I'm rating randoms. So actually, I made a friend yesterday doing that. But go. but going back to your point about the commentary with Wood, you also have to consider what is your stream going to be. Like what what are you trying to make your stream? Is it going to be a commentary stream or is it going to be an open discussion stream? And that would kind of dictate where I went with the Wood discussion. you know, I want to talk about like? The birch tree in game, or I'll talk about birch trees in nature. You know, because I can take that into, you know, uh, birch diseases here, or you know, peeling bark off living trees to start fires, whatever. But I can either go into the in-game route or life route. You know, what I mean, depending on which way I want to drive the conversation. Do I want to keep the conversation focused on the game itself, or do I want to pull it out of the game and try to generate an external conversation in the chat?
0: Yeah, just like totally branch off like, man, have you ever cut down a tree? That's some hard work, man. I've seen woodcutters yeah. and they just don't make a lot of money and they're selling firewood and yeah, you could go on on a totally different tangent and yeah, you're and try, generate you're,
1: you're trying to down a tree with a rock. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> have you ever watched those crazy survival videos where they're like cutting down bamboo with sharp rocks that they rub together for a long time? Yeah, you can make you can make a um a ton of that go off and and you got to totally just keep bouncing around until you get, you start getting participation, you get somebody that wants to be in a conversation. And when you do get that person into conversation, you still have to balance, not forgetting about the gameplay, you know, and you, right. because there's a lot of people that are watching and while they might find this conversation as interesting, some people are sitting television watching the, uh, watching to see what you're going to do with this, this new wood. They, they want to see a base build and they're eating their cereal, right? And they're just watching TV. They're lurking. They can't even chat with you if they wanted to. So yep. you're doing this and you start going into this life conversation and totally not even talking about the gameplay anymore. And all of a sudden, they're like, I want to see if somebody else is building a base.
1: You know. Well, that's why you got to know what you're looking for. And this is stuff I'm just kind of learning now, I'd say, in the past couple of months or so. I'm really starting to focus, like, where I want to be. And that's something you have to be conscious of when you're making these decisions, and a lot of this is stuff that really you just need to have time behind the microphone to really develop this and, and know where you're where you're headed, right? Because first, you have to be comfortable. And until you're comfortable, you're just not going to get there. So the best thing you can do, and I recommended it to a friend a little while back, is just make an anonymous account and just start streaming. Don't tell your friends you're streaming. Do it so nobody knows you're not stressed out or worried about you know people who know you, watching you. Just do it to, to nobody, basically, and uh, just get some time behind the microphone in front of the camera and get comfortable with it. Or record and watch. Polish. Oh yeah, well that's yeah. that's yeah, that's something I was gonna bring up later too, is absolutely watch your own VODs and videos. You learn way more from watching your own VOD than you will from watching every other stream on Twitch. Right. But not w- that you shouldn't watch other streams on Twitch, watching, especially the ones that you want to emulate.
0: Yeah. Watching streams on Twitch is is very important because it does two things. It allows you to see and develop a sense of what kind of audience you want what kind of audience you want to cultivate and if your viewership is going to look like the one that you're in currently uh it's probably going to resemble the type of relationship that the streamer has with that 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 community right. so if you go into if you say I want to do PVP and I want to play PUBG and you go watch a few larger streamers that stream PUBG you gotta evaluate whether their chats are toxic. What type of stuff are they gonna be typing in chat? What type of relationship does that um, that community leader have with the community? And if you start absorbing viewers and growing within that culture, you are going. You're bound to see some of that same behavior because that's the type of that's the type of exposure that the viewers have had to it. They're they're right. influenced, right? So, what about dead chats? Like, absolutely dead chats, nobody talking. You can't really have a question-answer type portion deal. You can ask open-ended questions that nobody responds to, even if you're staring at your viewer number and it's zero, which you shouldn't do, especially if you have confidence issues about your viewers. Um, Well, the
1: best thing you do is turn it off. Don't even look at it. There's actually a hide function. There's There's actually a hide
0: function that you have to hover over to see. So. If you're worried about your viewers. Well, actually,
1: no, I have two out of my three hidden, so I don't even look at them. Like, I don't see my sub count. I don't see my total viewers or whatever. Like, I I just, because that's really not important. Uh, You can look at them after the stream.
0: They they are very
1: important, but. Well, well, I mean, while you're streaming, it's not important to watch it. Like, because it's just going to get in your head, and then it's going to distract you from actually doing what you need to for the stream. Right. Right. If you're watching your number, and especially because we all start at zero, 99.9% of us start with nobody watching. Right? So you're going to start at zero. And then you're if you're watching that number, you're going to see it go up to like two because you've got one bot in there or something. So it's going to go up to two. And then you're going to freak out because there's somebody there watching you now. You don't know because you're not saying anything, but they're there. So what you don't realize is that number doesn't update until that person already came left. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So, so that number is really more misleading than anything else, right? especially
0: when it's really, really low. It's true. Now, what I recommend is this: you you should you should view it sometimes, especially if you're trying to make decisions based on what you're going to do. So, you might be deciding whether or not you want to stream another game. Like a lot of people that stream variety. Lead off with something that they know is a little bit more popular with their own communities and then move into something that's a little bit different. So sometimes you want to actively gauge what happens when you do make those decisions and change rhythms. You know, like I'm looking at my viewer numbers right now and I can see that my numbers are a little bit lower than when we started. So that's something that poses a question that I can look at after the stream. Like I wonder if these things came from an alert that I put out was my gif of the guy eating the chicken uh, tenders. Is that effective, you know? Are my analytics coming from YouTube? Those kind of things, just to help me gauge a little bit what works and what doesn't. But for the most part, if you feel at any time there's any metric that you have access to that's changing the way that you do things or giving you anxiety and stopping you from delivering the content that you want to deliver it in the way that you want to deliver it without that influence, you should just take it away and at least experiment with it without it just to see how it goes. And I think most people will find that the easy answer is just don't look at it. Don't look at it until you get used to what it's like. Um, because it can be very, very intimidating. It can also be intimidating in a positive way. If I just looked at my viewer count and saw 7,000 people in my chat, what do I do? Yep. Right? Do All I change? What,
1: right yeah. Off.
0: Like, I don't know whether or not. We have a podcast here. I don't even feel. I feel like I'm not dressed. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: So it's it's a totally different thing. Um, so... What about talking in general? Like these topics that you're talking about and that I'm talking about, these topics for discussion, we mentioned that sometimes we want to branch out. I think it's very important to note that you don't want to script things. But I think talking points are very, very nice to have. You can put them on a little notepad on your desktop. You can write them on a sticky note. You can write them on your hand and just look at them in stream. You could use a teleprompter if you're a baller. You know, but the idea is... That's actually what I'm
1: looking for right now. Yeah. The the prompter to use. You
0: need need to have something that isn't so scripted because scripted comes off as artificial. It's very, very, very hard to do scripted content without seeming artificial. Um, And what happens if something changes? You know, like what happens if you deviate from conversation? Now, all of a sudden, you don't know how to bring it back. You know, but if you have talking points, it's just a guide to steer you in the right direction and tell you what you may want to discuss and you have to feel our chat too. So if you have this script, you're going to be compelled to complete these thoughts that are written down rather than just kind of taking cues from the people that are going back and forth with you about the uh, the ideas that you're talking
1: about. Right. Or waiting for something game to pop up an idea or something. Right. So taking notes, like, especially if you're like me and you work a full-time job on stream at night, keep a notepad open on your phone. When you think of something, Man, make a good topic, just take it Oh my take God, note, that's
0: such a great tip, dude. I used to do this all the time. And that in, in content creation, it's good too. In general, when you're thinking of video ideas or, man, I really want to work on this design or I really want to talk about this with chat or I really want to do this to my live stream setup or I really want to change this graphic or I really want to incorporate this meme into an emote or whatever the case may be. Jotting down notes on your phone in a Google Doc or a Google Sheet, is perfect because anything that that transfers over in ipad or whatever something that you can access on your pc that you're doing the work on or your phone or anything and then when you find time to be productive and want to work on stuff you can look at these notes and say hey i want to implement this and this and this or when you run out of things to say you could check this thing and be like oh i wanted to talk about this you know and it makes such a huge difference
1: yeah, well, I, my memory is horrible. So if I don't write something down, I'll know. Like, man, I had that idea at lunchtime today, and I'll not be able to remember don't what you it was. Hate like, that? I know I had something, but I cannot get it back for the life of me. It's like the song <laughs> that you have in your head, but you can't remember what it is. Oh, my gosh. Yep. It's so bad. I've actually got a document open right now for um I'm coming up with a bot name for my channel, and I've been racking my head over Rainst- it. For Rainst- yeah. Yeah. So I've actually, I finally got there today. Same thing with a Google document, like adding one word at a time, shuffling stuff around, whatever. So yeah, finally got there today with the use of a Google document.
0: So another point that I want to bring up briefly is if you need a base to, for stuff to talk about, think about the things that you're asked regularly from your own community, new community members joining things that people discuss among themselves. um, And in general, your creation story, uh, I did a podcast about this a little while back about branding, and I talked a little bit about um, about putting together a creation story. Some of the things that drive you to the point that you are at today, uh, because people will ask about them over and over and over again, and it's a point of reference. So if you describe it in a way that is just like, oh, this question again, and you talk to the same – you talk to different people over and over and over again – it's going to be like this this sales pitch after a little while, and it's going to get shorter and shorter and less details and it's going to mean less. But if you have it in an about me section or something like that on your page, they'll ask you specific things like, Hey, you say you're a Southern boy, where are you from? You know? So that'll come up. And then you might just go on food, you know, or you might just go on different locations, or man, I just visited Boston last week. You're saying you're from Boston? You know, things like that. So it's important to have things in place that can generate conversation as well. Um, So let's talk about focusing on chat and how to greet people when they do come in. Say, let's say you're doing all the right things. You're talking, you have topics lined up, you're interacting with, with anybody that comes in. I think it's very important to be aware when people talk to you so if you're focusing on the gameplay commentary too much or you're just focusing on your collab partner or the the people that you're streaming with um or playing the game with or you're just hyper absorbed in the game content i think it's important to take cues from the game and know when to catch up on chat so yes. um you have to be welcoming and inviting to the convo. So if people come in and you're already discussing something, you want to say, Hey, Stubb, hey man, welcome. You know, Stubb just comes in, and he says, Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Or he does the little girl waving thing like I'm new here, you know? Say, Hey, Stubb, welcome, <laughs> man. Listen, we're talking about birch trees right now and how hard of a job it is to cut down trees. Have you ever cut down any trees? And you can move on from there because if they're a lurker, they might not even want to say anything much. But you just want to give them the opportunity to say something and be included in the conversation without pressuring them into it, you know. Um, Right. And a lot of times when you're in the conversation, you can ask, like, what do you think? You know, what do you think about this in general? Like, what do you guys think is what I hear everybody saying? But that could be something specific based on what somebody says, you know. So... I think it's very important to be able to do that and not call out lurkers, for just give them great commentary.
1: Like, what do you think Let's, about lurkers in general? Okay, so here the last thing you ever want to do, and I've seen people do this, and I cringe as oh, my, it's it's painful to, to see happen. They'll look at their viewer list and call people out. They've never said anything, in ch- and they'll say hi to somebody who's been lurking, so you can see them. Like, you, if you want, you can look and see. People who show up in your rooms, even though they've never said anything. Yep. I've seen people like call them out and say, yo, so and so, welcome to the stream or whatever. And Dude, that is, yeah, it's just a bad idea, right? A lot of people just like to lurk. And I, I mean, I make it a point that I don't look. Like I know I stream frequently to a room of, you know, a handful of people, 10, 20 people, and nobody's talking, right? So I know I've got 15 lurkers just sitting there. They could be doing dishes, they could be listening and driving, who knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. But they're not actively talking because they, don't want the attention, right? If they wanted to be part of the conversation, they would become part right. of the conversation. And that's on you to try to pull people into conversation, not against their will, but by leading them in, right? So yeah. It's you know, it's you got to do something to initiate the conversation that some of them want to join into, some of them don't want to join into. So to get people in, you have to start what I'm learning now is open ended questions. Not only open end questions, but kind of leading questions and leaving, not only ask the question, answer it, and then answer some answers and don't really finish them. Leave kind of a hanging question in there. So people go, wait, well, what about the cow? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't just leave me hanging like this.
1: Tell the story. Right. 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 But when you can come up with something like that, it's great because that'll drag some people into the conversation. Yeah, just stop there. Like you gotta you gotta tell us what happened with the truck. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: And it's it's true. You have to do stuff like that because some people just don't feel right about saying hi. And so yep. I'm partnered and I have a big old purple check mark next to my name. I don't wanna take it away because I have the option to take it away as a badge because I think I, I like to see when partnered streamers enter my stream because yep. If they're talking in my stream and they do have a purple check mark, it means that we share something in common and that might be a possible networking opportunity or just a healthy friendship that I can do with people in the same industry. And it feels good with that. But I think that it's very, 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 very important to not just be like, hey. <laughs> Hey, you. So at the beginning of the stream, it's okay. And I do this a lot. I used to do this all the time. I used to look at my viewers or everybody that had chat and said, welcome. You know, I want to say welcome to everybody. Give people high fives. Thank you all for being early. Those people have your alerts set. They, You know, they get, they, they doing dishes and their phone goes off. and They're like, oh, Stubb's live right now. Let's go. You know, I'm going to put him on the TV. You know, so... Anything like that, you want to you wanna be able to celebrate stuff like that. But I can't tell you how many times, Stubb, that I was in an awkward situation where people started talking to me that knew I was in their stream and I never said hi. And look, my, my wife does this special favor for me all the time. Don't don't get it twisted, chat. I ain't bringing up nothing crazy. Um, she brings this. She, she does my nails for me. So I cut my nails and she follows them because I can't really follow my right nails with my left hand. It's just kind of awkward and I always do a bad job. And I like to have nice nails. So my wife does this for me. Now, I'm like watching a stream on TV. And uh, my wife's doing my nails for me. And all of a sudden, I'm here. Hey, Z, how's it going, man? I feel like a douche for not like getting on my phone. And I got to log into Twitch now. My phone with my left hand. My wife has my right hand. And I'm trying to text. And she's like, you got it? You need help? You okay? You need a break? No, you hear them on TV? know they're talking about me. So it's, it's this thing. It's like it's a pressure, even though it's not an yeah. awkward thing. It's just that some people sure. aren't ready to just interact at that time,
1: you know? Especially for somebody who's just generally courteous, right? So what I do a lot, especially for some of my friends who are smaller streamers, I'll turn the stream on, but I'm off doing cutting the lawn or doing right. laundry or something. Like I'm not even at the, like I'm not even seeing them. I'm not mm-hmm. even at the computer i've got you know i'll make it and i log in sometimes i'll log in and say so i'm just doing mean, active chatter there's all these statistical things that, <laughs> right but, but sometimes i'll do this stuff and and you know afk and just you know whatever i'll leave it i'll leave the stream running Yeah. If somebody i mean it's gonna seem like i'm ignoring somebody if you just call me out you know thinking that i'm that i'm sitting there but i'm actually not like and the what's the streamer on. think
0: you know like oh he doesn't want to yeah. talk to me today
1: you know right and i i'm well you know me i'm one of the most openly honest people out there. I'll tell you like <laughs> half the time, if I've got streams on during the middle of the day, I'm doing dishes or laundry or I'm mowing my lawn or whatever. Or Sometimes I'm something. driving and just listening to it. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll frequently turn a stream on on my phone and just have the audio coming through Same. with the phone sitting, you know, in the console. I'm sure so it's not going to talk to you.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You reckon you know? not? Yeah.
1: Right. It makes a big so, difference. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so as far as getting chat active, it's really talking about something that they're interested in if if they're there for the gameplay and you want to do a stream that's focused on gameplay make it gameplay related say what do you think even if it's character creation i kind of like green what do you, you know you, you think i should go with the green shirt because the purple kind of makes my hips look big or you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> but you gotta do something interesting. don't be hating his, on big on
0: hips now stuff don't be do hating they on they big on. hips man <laughs> we, we're a nation of gamers yeah. over here yeah. right? everybody got big hips mo- one one time or other.
1: I've been to packs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of them. I know my hips but are yeah, a little bit so, too wide
0: nowadays.
1: <clears throat> yeah, mine uh, mine ain't shrinking. So, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so we got to try to open end stuff or get something that somebody has an opinion on, but it's not alienating. Yeah, one of the things that people don't really recognize or realize about my stream is I'll actually let people talk about anything in my stream. My only rules are being civil and PG ish, right? So. Other than that, if you want to go in there and talk about stuff that you can't talk about in other people's streams, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. And I'll give you some opinion on it. I'm not going to take, like, hardcore sides on stuff. But if you want some uh, some insight or something, like, I'm more than willing to talk about all that weird stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and, but, and cultivating, a, cultivating a community like that is great. Um, I I have always admired people that can do that. Um, I, I don't choose to do it because I have a hard time concentrating on more than one thing at a time. I'm the classic case of can't walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Um, right. I even have problems concentrating on conversations when I hear a television in the background. It's just my level of focus. Maybe I had one two-minute beer when I was 19. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is I can't I can't properly debate on subjects or even explain. Sometimes I can't even commute communicate how I feel about something because I don't understand it. And a lot of people argue and debate not argue but debate very logically. And if you yep. can't if you can't you it feel it makes you feel awkward when you can't explain your own point. And if I'm trying to play a game at the same time as interact with other people and pay attention to these things that are just really, really, really stuff that I believe in, it's really hard to defend my point and I seem weak. And weakness brings on a sign of insecurity and insecurity just changes your entire outlook on what you're sure. doing so i just i rather avoid those conversations for the most part but i always yep. admire people that can do that because
1: it's that's a lot sort of people
0: they a lot of this there's, there's a lot of real stuff going on out there man And people need to talk about sure. stuff like that
1: well that's the thing is there's not a lot of formats for people to actually have those conversations right. too and the other side of that is i do run unlike most people i actually kind of went the other way where almost everybody from youtube who went to twitch used the twitch as their kind of unfiltered platform where they're you know, they'll curse a little bit here and there and, and whatever. Whereas I kind of went the other way, and I run PG and family-friendly stuff as much as possible. And I call it PG-ish or fairly family-friendly because right. I won't yeah. not stream with somebody else who curses here and there. Sure. But and overall, I feel like excessive cursing makes somebody sound less intelligent. Like, you know, if somebody can't explain something without throwing 15 curses in the sentence, right, then it just it comes across as... I don't know. It just doesn't sound excessive as appealing. Ex- right?
0: Excessive can. It and it can forced. turn off
1: people. Right. Right. <clears throat> like I said, I've said this for a while now. I think you might actually said it first when I first heard it. But nobody ever walked out of a video or a stream and said, Man, he was really good, but he didn't curse enough. Like, like no one's ever missing it. You, you know what I mean? You so, haven't
0: you haven't watched you haven't read a whole lot of content, uh comments before, have you? People used to mess with us. Look look. When I ran family-friendly content back in the day on ARC, when uh, Slip and I were recording a lot, um, we got into a mod pack called Anunnaki Genesis. And Anunnaki Genesis had a certain dinosaur type they called badass. So it was a oh, badass yeah, yeah. stegosaurus, a badass Tyrannodon, And we didn't even want to say that in our videos, so we said B-A. <gasps> Yo. The comments ass is not even a bad word it's not a ba it's a badass like (laughs) sorry for using that voice but that's that's how we felt it's like how can you antagonize us for trying not to offend people
1: you know but in hindsight that's actually beneficial because those are all active viewer participation like (laughs) that's actually helping listen
0: if you really (laughs) want youtube fun
1: to read right
0: if you really want youtube comments all you have to do is misspell something in your title <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh. That'll raise the engagement right up. Mm-hmm. Uh there is actually EIR not IER. You know, you'll get you'll get tons of stuff like that. But well,
1: I I I have one video that wasn't very good that does pretty well for some stupid reason on YouTube and the hate comments are just insane they are. Bad. I know most people delete them or hide them whatever. I just leave them whatever. Right, right.
0: Or yeah. you can make videos about them and that that seems to be pretty successful
1: too. I've got a lot of them there. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got plenty to go through.
0: So, what about uh, let's 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 bring it back to we're, we're going on a tangent yeah. here. Let's Sorry. let's move it. Oh no no no! It's it's good convo, man. I love it. People can relate. So let's uh, let's go to co commentary. Actually, let's let's jump to cues. So, what happens if you're playing a game that you're hyper focused on the gameplay? Let's talk PUBG. And how I've I've raided people before that didn't know that they were getting a raid until like ten minutes later because they were just so in tune with the game, like they were listening to stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen Tarkov, but Yeah. Escape Tarkov is like it's a lot of its sounds and you're like you're like in the game, man. It's really, really, really immersive. And I've seen some people treat it differently. Like uh, my good buddy Splattercat plays Tarkov and just constantly just rambles on and chats. No problem. But when I played Tarkov, I felt like I was holding the gun in the warehouse. Do you understand? I felt like I was about to be shot at any second. And I was running around and just like, what was that? What was that? Was that on my left? I was constantly doing that. And I made it into a thing. But I, I, I had no idea what chat was saying the entire time until I finally got killed. And then I looked at chat and I had missed like tons of things. Or when you're hyper-focused in a game and you see somebody making comments based on what somebody said a couple of pages up and you start commenting on them and they're not even talking to you and it just kind of feels different. So using cues in games can be very helpful for this. And I find it to where make sure that you're looking at chat not constantly like you're waiting for them to guide you into certain conversations more like, hey, I just died, and I'm waiting to respawn. I should catch up on chat. Hey, this is a loading screen. Let's catch up on chat. Hey, I'm zoning. Let's catch up on chat. You know, any of that stuff. I'm I'm harvesting resources. I'm going to be cutting wood and rocks and chopping rocks for like a half hour. Okay? Let's use this we'll time to having catch up.
1: And have chat words very visible also. Yeah. Because I've I, seen people that have chat, like, five screens over, like, behind them someplace, and you just, you can't because stuff goes away and you don't correct, see it. Correct. Correct. But, yeah, a lot of that is game selection, too, right? If you, you know going in, if you're playing PUBG, you're not going to have nonstop chat access, right? So that's something you have to make a, like, conscious right. decision of when you do it, that every time that you're not actively in-game, you have to be, like, catching up on chat it's that's a tough thing i mean i don't know for somebody just starting out that's a tough thing to uh to manage
0: yeah like i can i can see a brand new streamer playing overwatch for instance overwatch y- y'all know if y'all have ever played overwatch before uh when when it's like at the end you know when you're trying to hold the objective and and they're about to get you off the objective and stuff like that it gets so intense you can't focus on anything now Granted, the type of energy that's going on in that specific moment, chat's invested in if they're watching you stream anyway. Um, And you're going to comment on it whether or not you get the win or the lose right after that, and it's not forever. But it gets really, really hard to focus on anything but the game if you want to perform well. And I know competitively, people that play competitive games, anytime you take your attention away, it's like driving, right? You could change a radio station, you probably won't wreck, but it does change the statistic. <laughs> it does put you in another category more likely to have an accident because you're taking oh, yeah. your attention away from it. And the same thing oh. in a game. Like, if you're playing a PvP game and any moment you could get shot, if you're not 100% focused, that statistic goes up. You're going to increase the likelihood that you die because even a 0.1 second reaction difference from looking at chat is just going to change your survivability, you know? And it's, it's a tough decision to make, but at the same time, you're streaming. So, you have a commitment to entertain. Um, you have a commitment to engage. If you're streaming, naturally, I think you want all of those things. Some people might not, but for the most part, I think most people do. So, going into that, it comes a lot down to game decision. And how do I want my stream to be? How do I want my chat to be? What type of interaction do I want to have with my stream? You know, Some people watch no commentary videos.
1: You know, If you're doing speedruns or or those shooter you know first person shooter type games that's kind of usually more the stream that you're getting into is where they're kind of disengaged from chat right the vast majority of them either you can have somebody just being funny and hanging out doing stuff or you're gonna have the serious player who just doesn't doesn't interact with chat i mean i don't watch a lot of them but the ones i have have been i would say the vast majority like completely disengaged well they'll have their own conversation Like I said, they'll maybe jump in in between matches or whatever and talk to chat a little bit, but they are they largely have to run their conversation completely on their own, and they've built a community that's okay with that, so the community kind of has their conversation going on on the side while they're doing their thing. Again, that's a lot of game selection, I think. Yeah. But as far as looking away, if you're in that game and you look at chat, it's like glancing at the sun for a second. Like, you don't, like you don't just glance back and be right back into it. Right. You got to like readjust and reabsorb. Yeah. It's like your eyes readjusting to just seeing a bright light.
0: That's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. So last bit on focusing on chat is co-commentary. So co-commentary is probably one of the most difficult things to really get a good hold of. And a lot of it has to do with synergy with the people that you're doing it with. But I think it's really, really important that when you are doing a stream with another person, whether it's one of the new squad streams um, that I'm having a podcast on episode soon, um, actually, with, um, with XB and Furker. Um, it comes down to how do we include chat in our conversation? Are they on the same page as I am? How much do you actively talk to chat that doesn't involve the party that you're streaming with? And how much do you actively ignore chat in order to talk to the person that you're streaming with? So for me, Drax and I always had a really, really good synergy with this. When we streamed together, we did a little um, uh, little series a while back called The DZ Show. And for the time, it didn't perform very well. But today, for us, it's very iconic because there was some really, really hilarious stuff that came out of there. But one of the the things. Yeah, like the (laughs) thumbnails. But uh, one of the things that we did was um, when we talked to Chad, we, we talked to him openly. Like, we would talk to our chats like we were both looking at each other's chats all at the same time. And... Um, we treated it very much as a duet. Like we were both on stage addressing the same audience, even though we had our own chats. But most of the time, what you see when you watch streams that have multiple people in, or um, a good example of it is when people play shooter games. So they'll be giving each other in-game cues, like guy on the left, you know, grabbing ammo, do you need uh, a, a better helmet? Things like that. And when they talk to chat, It's on a totally different subject. Like we'll go back to the birch trees, you know. So the other person that they're streaming with has no idea what's going on with that other chat. So knowing what you want to get out of that first is, I think, very, very important. Like taking the idea and saying, getting together and starting before you even start and say, hey, how are we going to do this? Are we going to announce sub alerts? Are we going to push to mute? Are we going to be included in another chat? Because you don't want to you don't want to soapbox on somebody else's stuff, especially if you're um, especially if you're new. So me and you just met, you know. And I'm not going to be like, "Hey, thanks so much for the sub, Bojica, uh, for five months," you know, on their stream. But that might be something that you want to do, but you just have to talk to them about it.
1: Yeah, that's something you have to have a long conversation beforehand. And I would even suggest, especially for somebody that you're not familiar with doing a little test play beforehand too. I mean, it's going to be very useful just in your audio and all that stuff, mm-hmm. getting that situated, but just to kind of set those expectations ahead of time. Right. I don't know that I would be quick to jump into a collaboratory stream with somebody I didn't have a relationship with to some extent. I think it would just be awkward, right? Because normally when you have a good cohesiveness with somebody it's because you have some knowledge of them already like you know their you know kind of their timing and their rhythm and stuff but you and I did pretty good there's more youtube than uh, than twitch itself but we just for whatever reason when we talked we had pretty decent conversational um structure where we weren't talking over each other too much and it kind of worked out pretty well kind of naturally when I streamed with xB it took a while to get that there because it, it's, we just seem to have the same pausing, right? So every time there was a gap, we would both start at the same time. And that took, it took a while for us to actually get to where it was more comfortable and we didn't, you know, didn't keep doing that. And I think getting that down initially, I think it's good to spend a little bit of time off camera, get the game loaded up, uh, spend half an hour, play it beforehand. Obviously, if you have a conversational history with somebody, it's much, much easier. Again, I I would not, if I met somebody today, I wouldn't just jump in and stream with them just because it's uncomfortable and it leads to awkward conversation. But but the announcements and talking to your chat, I'm a big fan of push to mute. Uh, But it's something I learned back doing, when I tried doing the RP stuff, is I have a push to mute that would, it would be a push to talk on one side and push to mute on the other with the same button. So I could mute in-game and and talk to chat or vice versa. But yeah, push to mute was huge. That's a good. I plan. didn't expect it. Yeah, I didn't expect it <laughs> um, when I first started doing the the collab stuff because I didn't I didn't have many people in my stream, so I didn't have to acknowledge people. Right. But then all of a sudden, now I kind of out of the blue, all of a sudden I got like five followers showing up or whatever. You know, while I'm in the middle of doing something. So that's where I kind of I kind of learned the the push to mute deal is very effective. It's if you're using in game talking, right. like I said, right. toggling that same button to do both is great. Right. Because right. it actually and you just learn to have a half second gap when you push the button, wait a half second for it to to make sure it's actually
0: push to mute is very, very, very important. Um, and push to talk, it depends what kind of stream you have. And so if you're kind of having like that duet thing that I was talking about and you're kind of talking to the audience at the same time, push to mute is very useful because you're you're really not uh, you really don't want to announce subscription stuff you know, and bit alerts and things like that. Um, but if you are having a side conversation with your chat the entire time and just kind of giving verbal cues to your um, your, your the, whoever you're collabing with, um, it makes sense to push to talk instead because the majority of the conversation is aimed at chat one way. So kind of decide how you guys are going to do things and what type of stuff. And you could even even you could toggle it too. A lot of people have a toggle. So they have a toggle mute and you just press it and it'll mute Discord for a little while. And you can unmute it or whatever platform that you're using though, but there's a bunch of different setups. So it's it's important to recognize how you want to run it. Talk to the people that you're going to be doing it with. How you guys are going That's to handle it, too. you know, and and just make arrangements like that,
1: you know. Have, yeah, knowing if you're going to be focused on your stream or on talking to the collaborator is huge. I didn't that didn't even occur to me. Normally, when I'm doing something like that, it's primarily the two of us in conversation in game. And what the way I would integrate the chat into that is normally when we were doing it, well, Max B and I were doing it. We were doing it playing Ark um, One Life hardcore, so we die, we both start over. Mm-hmm. Somebody would inevitably, you know, people in chat would be talking about the game, so I would. I would mention their comment to XB with their name in game. You know, so if somebody said, you know, you guys should make sure you make flak armor. Now I'd say, all right, well, he got a good point. You know, we should make flak armor. XB, we should probably, you know, run over, do that. before right. go and Do whatever. Right. So you can kind of acknowledge the comment from the person in chat while it's still related to gameplay and, and include that in the, in the conversation with the collaborator at the same yep. time.
0: Yep. That's a good point too it's, a, good
1: it's a little bit of a balancing act again it takes a little getting used to but if you can if you try to make it a point it's a little bit easier you just have to be conscious right. that that's what you're gonna be your plan going in right
0: so we talked about solo commentary and practicing stream of consciousness what to do with dead chat questions and topics but using talking points and not scripts and gameplay topics that you can talk about like looking at forums and stuff to get ideas or content or come or um Or subject generators, subject matter generators. We talked about focusing on chat um, with dual commentaries or group commentary, um, using game cues to catch up with uh, chat and planning out different stuff that you're going to do or talking with them and getting opinions about them. Talked about not talking or calling out lurkers. Just give them great commentary and entertain them as well as being welcoming and inviting Um, to people that enter the stream about the topics that you're discussing so nobody feels left out. Now that we have all these skills in place, how do we improve based on what we have? And now it's time to talk about reviewing and improving your own commentary. So there's a few things that come to mind when uh, we talk about this. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier was watching your own VODs. Now, this was uh, always a this was already a ritualistic process for me because how I didn't realize I was terribly boring at the first, at first (laughs) was beyond me. But my first YouTube videos, I analyzed and analyzed and analyzed. And I tried to look for things that would improve the quality of the video. So whether or not I had, you know, something going on with um, just all around video quality or lighting, or whether it was too dark in game or whether the sound was okay like I was always paying a lot of attention to stuff like that and when you watch your VODs back it's a good opportunity to see how you interacted with chat if there was the dead space that you were talking about if you looked like you were having a good time or if you were stressed out or you were anxious or Any of the cues that you can see, you won't notice sometimes when you're doing them. Or there'll be areas of concern like, man, remember when I banned that guy? Was I too harsh? Like, did chat see a different side of me that I didn't want? Did I take it too personally? Um, You know, and things like that. Or what about when I got frustrated in game and got tilted and got real salty? Was that an entertaining salt? Like, did people like laugh and crack up about that? Or were people like, yikes, that guy's a basket case, you know? There's a lot of stuff you can learn from reviewing your stuff, but commentary in general is a real good way. I mean, review is a real good way to review your commentary and the flow of your conversation in general. Let's talk about what you can learn from other streamers. So we mentioned earlier that when you're trying to figure out what the communities are like within certain games, like let's say you just want to stream, I don't know, um... Fallout, okay, you go watch a few Fallout channels and you kind of kind of determine what chats are like in the larger streams. And if you're after that, you're probably going to get some of those viewers that come over to you, that type of viewer, because they're exposed to some of the most influential streamers on the platform in that game, the way it's going to look. So honestly, if you study your favorite streamers, you're going to figure out... Type of viewers that you're gonna get, how are they used to being interacted to? Now that that doesn't mean you don't you have to copy the streamer. Right. What it means is if chats used to get in their way and being able to meme and cut up, maybe some light cursing, as well as backseating, those are all things that you're gonna have to consider might happen to you and how you want to react to those. And I think planning to do that is a great idea. So, when you study your favorite streamer and you go into Stub's con you go into Stub stream and see his con-, con conversation about religious ethics and then you come in Z stream and you try to talk about religious ethics, you're going to get you're going to get politely asked to cease and desist. <laughs> so, one of the things that you could do to prevent this in general is a, use rules. If you don't have rules on your own stream, you should implement them. There should be a rule section in your Twitch panels, and you should have a rule set up to where they actually have to click OK. Is this going to work? Not all the time. So you could. But
1: it's a fair warning. You like, can, that's your first warning, right? Now you know. Right.
0: So a, a, a small timeout or just a, a, a message purge. And a quick comment from a moderator or yourself letting them know that we don't really talk about that kind of stuff. You can handle it very carefully because some people really want to discuss these issues because it's weighing heavily on them. And there's even some situations where people will start talking about some stuff that isn't really divisive, but it's too heavy. Right? So I'm trying to run a gameplay commentary here. And somebody comes in and says, my mother just died. Now... That's a harsh topic, and I hate to bring up something so so vivid for you, but think about this as a streamer, right? Somebody brings something that's definitely weighing very, very heavily on them and something that they feel like they need to talk about, and they just blurt it out in public because they're looking for some support on it. I think a good way to handle this is having a plan to do it. You may not want to dwell on something like that. You want to acknowledge it, first of all. You want to be, you know, you want to be able to acknowledge it in the way that you want. Maybe you don't want to acknowledge it, but that has to be a conscious decision. And you should be able to react to it similarly if it happens again or on a different level. What I found very helpful is just letting the people know that you're there. You know, take your mind off it over here. That's what the stream is for. It's to escape, right? And if you really need some support, come to Discord. Talk to us about it. You know, There are some people that are much better trained than me to talk about it when I'm paying attention to all this stuff in game. My number one responsibility is to entertain and and be there for the people that come to my stream to see what they get. So if I ever wake up sad or depressed and I know I'm not going to be a good streamer and I'm going to suck the life out of you if you watch me, I won't stream. I'll announce that I won't. I don't have that many days that it's like that. But when I'm sick, I know how you feel. And a lot of people suffer from things like depression. Um, A lot of people have some real bad stuff going on in their life, man. You have family problems. You have marital issues. um, You have deaths in the family. You have sick pets. You know, you have your own health concerns. There's a ton of things that could come into it. And I think that it's very important to be able to examine that and know that that's what you're you need to be able to react to this situation a certain way and recognize it when it happens. So you're consistent across the board. And so, you know, how do you react to it when it happens? So you aren't blindsided by the issue because you don't want to take down everybody in chat. You know, you might want to, you know, you might want to talk about it and address it, but it's, um, it's really difficult not
1: being prepared for stuff like that. So. Yeah. The real heavy stuff can affect the mood in the chat really quickly. So that's one of those, you don't want to, you don't want to dismiss something, especially something, you know, sensitive and and upsetting, right? So you want to acknowledge it, but like you said, I think Discord is the way to go. You want to say, you know, we have more time, space, and, you know, an open community in Discord where we can discuss this sort of thing. We don't want to brush over it as the conversation moves forward here. So, you know, I think it's a, that's best topic. If you want to bring it into Discord, we'd be more happy to talk about it and give you, you know. Yeah, give us some give, feedback. Give you, uh, you know, listen. I don't know how to say a uh, solid time or, you know, yeah. actually be able to devote time to, right. you know, your considerations and, you know, this, you know, unfortunately get drowned it out. We don't want to disrespect the topic by by having to get lost in the gameplay discussion. Yeah,
0: I know um, every once in a while, there's been a couple of people that come in my chat that have some real heavy handed topics. And, you know, you tell people stuff like this in maybe not a very sensitive way, but sometimes you'll even make it as a joke. Like, hey, come on, bro. That's a little... That's a little bit harsh for for a game stream, you know, and then they'll persist like they don't want to listen to you. And you have to make the determination there to moderate that person in a way that isn't that 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 is still becoming of you. So some I've seen some people make a laughing stock out of people. And I think if someone has a malicious intent and it's recognizable, Maybe that's okay in some forms, fashions, it depends. But honestly, just getting rid of people like that is probably the best thing that you can do because what you're going to get is an angry mob. And they're usually going to team up with the streamer on it. And it can do, it could put the stream in a whole different place, right? Like, now you want to do some stuff like that. Like somebody that comes in and just, you know, blatantly says something stupid like, man, you ugly. First thing they ever say in chat is, you ugly. Yeah, let Chad gang up on them a little bit. <laughs> you know, because they might deserve that. You can make a laughing stock of them. But honestly, you can just purge them, ban them, get rid of it, and move on. If you give them too much attention, they'll just yeah. make another account and come back.
1: Yeah, there, there's a couple sides to that. So, in my opinion, the gang, you know, not gang up, but just even giving them the effort to reply to them and even to mock them effectively and make a laughing stock out of them. It puts you in a less desirable light, too, right? So, some of those great lurkers that are out there to just watch, now, you know, their opinion of, my, of you might just drop the notch, right? Because, absolutely, because of the way you reacted to them. So, especially first time visitors, right? That's well, the first impression. The is...
0: They just show up in your stream and they see right. you like disciplining somebody right. and making a laughing stock out of them. That'll change their whole right.
1: opinion about who you are, right? Exactly. And, and the, you know, and we've I mean we've discussed this a lot just in, in passing, I know, but unhappy customers don't vocalize. The number of unhappy customers that you know about is a fraction of a percent. They just leave. Yeah. They it's just move. It's true for do... restaurants, it's yep. true for stores, it's true for gas station everywhere. They just don't come back. Right. And you know, like I said, the vocal minority is so small, you'll never even know. All of a sudden there's just nobody left and you just don't you, you don't even know what happened. That's correct. So you got to, yeah, you you got to kind of keep a conscious mind of that too. Not to say I wouldn't ever maybe kind of give somebody a little bit back, but I think I'd be more calculated in it. And I'd probably give them either a long time out or just ban them. Yeah. And I tried, usually you can tell when somebody comes in with that attitude, you know, and one of the telltale signs. And if you're a new streamer, this is something you should learn pretty early. Look at how old their account is. Yep. As soon as you click on her name, it'll say, you know, join Twitch three hours ago. Just freaking ban them because you know they just made that one because they just got banned from every channel that they've been in, you know, for the past however long. Right. So, you know, it's one of those. If it's somebody who's obviously just immature, childish, making a stupid comment, I might just give them a long time out. Time yeah. me out for a day, a week, whatever, and come back, you know. Yeah. I don't want to alienate people too much, but I don't want to, I don't want negative, I don't want to enforce negative behavior either. So you got to kind of figure out where that line is for you and and what you want to do with it. Um, Obviously, alienating people is not going to grow your stream, but you don't want to have anybody drag you down either. That's right. you got to figure out where that balance is.
0: So aside from getting advice from wonderful podcasts like the Create and Relate podcast, how do you learn to get better at all of this stuff? Like, um, you know, besides watching your VODs and studying your favorite streamers, I think a good source is... Looking at YouTube commentary, instructional videos, even instructional podcasts, or like things like TED Talks. So you can look at people that do speeches on stuff like this on TED Talks. If you've never watched any TED Talks before, there are some very, very gifted speakers that talk about ways to present material that are mind-blowing like a lot of people have taught me so much stuff by watching stuff like that and instructional videos there's a channel that I watch called um charisma on command and this guy is is really talented And he talks about topics like everything from how to hold your own in an argument to how to um to break the ice and get conversation going how to network effectively you know how to diffuse a situation Just there's so many things that he discusses that just kind of help you navigate through some of this stuff or things that we talked about, like just generating conversation and keeping an ongoing conversation, how to make new people feel welcome in conversations, how to alienate conversations that you don't like without being destructive or dismissive. Um, And there's a ton of that stuff. Is there any specific sources that you go to to improve any skills?
1: Well, we share a lot of, obviously, because we talk a lot in general. So we share a lot of resources. Um, one of the things I'll say is to look places that you might not, not directly related to streaming. So don't look up, you know, how to, how to build better stream numbers. Cause that, you know, that's going to be, yeah, that, not, I'm not saying don't use that, but look beyond that. Look for other things. Look for maybe psychology stuff, you know, how, how to win over a group of people, how to, how to build a community, right, so community building yeah. is just for gaming right so that 's something that 's used across the board everywhere, so don 't look just in even just in twitch streaming type of stuff. look like you said, go into TED Talks through YouTube, search a broader area, I think, and you can learn something from anything like, like branding
0: happens. branding is a huge topic right. that, that uh, is like that too. it gives you a lot of identity and stuff, how to hold attention. Yeah.
1: Also recognize who's giving the information also, right? Because there's a lot of bad information out there as well. Tons. I know I, I was watching, I watched a couple of streams from one person and, and I realized that they made their community, well, they, they built their following based off giving advice to other people on how to do what they're doing. So it, it occurred to me pretty quickly that when they started doing this, they didn't know what they were talking about. So they were just giving people bad advice because there's a window of people looking for advice and nobody to give it. So they just started giving advice even though they'd never been successful in it before. And then they made their name by giving advice that didn't work for them in the first place. So, you know, do a little bit of I don't know, critical thinking. I yeah, guess. Yeah. As far as where your source is coming from. Um, really like like you said, um searching. Searching the YouTube and the TED Talk type of stuff, podcast. There's a ton of podcasts out there. Podcasts are incredible. That's like the
0: new hotness. 2019, the way to get information yeah. is podcasts. Turn it on in your car. Learn something. It's incre it's an incredible tool, man. Going back and forth to work. If you're if you're doing this gig part-time, if you're a part-time streaming, full-time employee, man, listen to podcasts and you commute. I went through two and a half hours of traffic from the airport to uh, Drax's house at PAX, okay? If that if I would have been by myself, I could have learned, like, a language. (laughs) Like, it's crazy
1: how much you could learn. Even do books on tape, right? Even if it's a – I mean, you could even do college course classes on sociology or whatever. Like, you just take it, you know, take that – get that book on tape or, like I said, podcast, whatever, and just listen to them. Commuting is huge. When I was driving, I wish back when I was doing all my driving a couple years ago that I was that into it and and looking into it because I would have learned – just an incredible amount back then now like you said we share a lot of podcasts um yeah the youtube videos uh there's guy actually because i've been looking for microphone stuff so what i actually looked into instead of looking for twitch streaming microphones i actually got into voiceover stuff yeah so all my stuff that i looked in for microphone work was actually for voiceovers not for streaming not for doing youtube videos Mm -hmm. but yeah there's another industry that directly relates to it that's actually more detailed in that specific thing right right for them the microphone is their well, their microphone setup is their entire job so
0: and that might even that might even correlate to something different like character streaming you know a lot of people do these voices and role play and stuff is really popular right now gta uh role play is huge and going through some of that not only teaches you about a microphone but you learn a little bit about uh some of the skills that you might be able to implement into
1: your own show that that it gives you production more value. Sure. Character yeah. acting, all, all right. that. All right. Uh, voice changing stuff. Because you can get, you know, whatever. You can get electronics, foot pedals, oh. whatever, to actually do voice changes. So the new stream if deck you really want to get into that stuff, yeah. If you want to get into that stuff, I mean, you could actually run three different characters at the same time if you were so talented. Yeah. Think I'm there. <laughs> but somebody who was could, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, a voice actor in streaming would be a phenomenal thing, but that, that's a tangent. Yeah. Could be for sure.
0: You know, we weren't all born to be good speakers or entertainers. Heck, I'd venture to say that in gaming, a lot of us are likely shy or introverted, but by making a conscious effort to practice and improve, we can refine these skills to help us deliver the kind of performance that our viewers deserve. Stubb and I shared some of our challenges and our techniques that we use to overcome them. I hope our experiences help you to improve your ability to interact with your viewers and achieve your goals while streaming. I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today, Stub, and for sharing your knowledge and insight with us. Be sure to check out the show notes to find Stub on Twitch and subscribe to the podcast so you can hear these episodes weekly. Or you could come by and watch them live when I do them on twitch.tv. I'd also provide more specialized coaching that you could find more about on patreon.com. Once again, thank you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you back here for the next Create and Relate Podcast.